can be very useful as often as it feels like good medicine to discover once again this basic goodness that's here available And of course, sometimes this will be quite easy. It will be so apparent. And other times it might take some patience and drawing on the confidence that this heart is really capable of manifesting a trustworthy goodness. Something as simple as the recognition I care about this life, right here, right now. How do I know this is true? Because I'm willing to be close and I'm willing to feel what's moving here. And even if there's some reactivity or judgment I'm willing to acknowledge that. I'm willing to feel what that feels like. I'm willing to be close. Willing to, in simple ways, wish well for this body, this sensitive heart, this life, and for to wish well for all of us together, those here and all beings without exception. So how can we find ourselves, find our way rather back to this basic goodness, not contrived, not forced, but real? with words or without words. Just that direct felt sense that the heart cares, that the heart is good. And remember, sometimes the only way that's experienced (coughs) is in noticing how the mind, the heart is willing to have some space around some negativity or some unwholesome tendency that's present, or even a sense of humor around one of the mental torments. Oh, this is good. This is trustworthy. And many of you know the Buddha, he really emphasized independence. Of course, it doesn't mean that we aren't deeply grateful 
and in need of pointing out instructions. It just means that as the monks and nuns chant in the Theravada tradition when they're making homage to the Dharma, the Dhamma, they chant that the Dhamma must be realized or is realizable by oneself. In other words, nobody can do it for us. So we hear the teachings, we contemplate them, and then learning to realize on our own, in our own experience, the actuality, what these teachings point to. And along this way, with humility, knowing that we never have perfect clarity about how to practice or what skillful means is actually appropriate in this moment, what practice is most suitable at this time. So we navigate our Dharma lives without seeing perfectly. So we learn trial and error, understanding better cause and effect, willing to creatively experiment, see what helps directly, immediately. It might be helpful as you live your days here at the Forest Refuge and take responsibility for your practice as best you can. To just organize the skillful means into two general categories. Of course, this is imperfect. There's a lot of overlap. But there are all those skillful means, those practices that are really good at developing sensitivity, helping the heart to become more sensitive, more clear. And all the practices, all the skillful means that increase the felt sense of safety And the key, of course, is to keep these two aspects of our practice, the safety and the sensitivity, in a useful balance. Not enough safety and anxiety or greed tends to dominate the heart. Not enough sensitivity and there's no learning. We're not seeing what the mind, the heart hasn't seen before, no insight. And this is this balance between safety and sensitivity. There will be some general themes that might be 
predictable given your temperament and your practice history. But it can also change hour by hour what kind of medicine might be useful now. Just to have a sense of what, paying attention to what, bringing what to mind, practicing in what kind of ways support greater safety and trust, faith, confidence, relaxation, belonging. So these are the aspects of safety. And what kind of practices, what kind of skillful means, ways of directing attention, increase sensitivity, There's a well-known story about Ajahn Chah, this great Thai forest master, Buddhist monk. I think it was a Westerner who questioned him, saying something like, it seems that you're inconsistent, that you tell one person this and then you tell another person something that's different. You know, what's going on? And Ajahn Chah gave this simile of somebody walking down a narrow path and if they're veering off to the right, then his instruction is go left, go left. And if they're veering off to the left, his instruction is go right, go right. So we have to internalize this and have confidence that, you know, through some experimentation that we can when there's too much sensitivity relative to the safety, too much exposure, the felt sense, the experience seems too intense, too much, then how to go right, go right toward practices, perceptions that increase a sense of inner safety and trust and settledness, almost like spiritual self-soothing. And we should have some ways to begin to experiment. It'll be different for everyone. And when we feel relatively comfortable but there's this sense that I'm not really seeing anything new. Not a lot of that dharma energy that brightens the mind, like that sense of natural awe when we're in the vicinity of something new, even seeing a wild animal out in the woods, how the interest, the brightness, the innocence of the mind, the receptivity of the mind really gathers, becomes powerfully sensitive. So then what can I do? How can I pay attention? What can I bring to mind that will increase, strengthen this 
capacity to be profoundly open, interested, sensitive, even exposed to what's coming and going. To really think of these collection of skillful means at both ends of the spectrum as a kind or kinds of medicine that we're learning how to use independently. And we have to be willing to experiment, even if it's not our main Dharma medicine, like if you do mostly open awareness practice, how to use exclusive objects of meditation as a kind of Dharma medicine when it's good medicine. How to use the divine abodes or metta practice as a very useful, powerful medicine how to access devotional energies, how to use gratitude and appreciation to stabilize the heart to feel safe, this world is good. So as we continue to sit in silence, you might just naturally explore sensing how the heart is and what might be good medicine. If there's a lot of doubt or confusion, maybe that's okay. You could explore being really unafraid of that doubt, that would be adding more sensitivity. Or it might be better medicine to soothe the unpleasantness of the doubt with some self-compassion or backing off a little, doing something familiar with awareness where you feel that simple pleasure of connecting to the moment So there's no right or wrong way. We have to find our way. Is this way of practicing in the direction of more, a more stable balance, more natural clarity? Does it feel trustworthy? All this, of course, is in the context of being on the path for the long haul. We're planting the seeds, we're developing the qualities for the long haul. Tired of expecting quick results, content to be gently, gradually developing the momentum that will carry the heart along 
inclining the mind toward release. So we'll continue now in silence. 